0: Hey listener, we're back for another episode of Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two far-flung friends recap and review romance novels together. This week, we're doing part one of fan favorite Penny Reed's Beard Science. It was originally recommended by Sally and was echoed by so many of you. Now we know why. Sally is one half of the YouTube podcast, The Wool Slayers, where she and her friend Alan talk all about knitting. So definitely check them out if that's one of your interests as well. We'll be sure to put their info in the episode notes. But now, let us introduce you to the Winston Clan in Green Valley, Tennessee, with Beard Science, the third book in the series.
1: Hi, Erin. Hey, Mel. Good morning. (laughs) Good
0: morning.
1: (laughs) So early.
0: Yeah, happy 3.10 in the morning for you. (laughs) It's definitely 7.10 (laughs) in the morning for me, so it's a bit better. Uh Uh-huh. Are we gonna be okay? (laughs) Okay. like generally like in life or no i just feel like we're not quite firing on all of our pistons or our or our crank chortle as cletus would say <laughs> <laughs> oh wait there we go maybe we're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah
1: maybe we're gonna be okay i was actually thinking like i'm so tired i'm feeling so like loopy and just kind of you know, like punch happy right now mm-hmm. and i was like but if i were a listener I would much rather have me like this than regular, <laughs> than,
0: than serious, fastidious
1: lawyer Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it's like if we just threw back a few shots before we started.
0: Like that's a more fun Aaron. I mean, here's the thing, though. Um, isn't that my general modus operandi? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, and people like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to Katie a while ago from Chicklet Murder Mystery Podcast. Uh, uh-huh. P.S. everyone go check out chick lit murder mystery podcast because if you like us except you want murder and less sex check those bitches out they are <laughs> less sex more murder yeah all the murders they do oh yeah because we um we said a while ago we were gonna do the Stephanie Plum novels we are not because they no. do such a phenomenal job yeah go check them out they're so good Anyway, I was talking to Katie of Katie and Franny from Chicklet Murder Mystery Podcast. And she was like, she was like, I can't believe that you guys do all of that without wine. Our podcast got lots better after we started (laughs) housing a bottle of wine every time we recorded. And I was like, here's the thing, Katie. We may not be drunk, but we're generally so exhausted that we may as well be impaired. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well and I will say the one we did where I had two beers mm. was I think my worst. I like that really? was the one where I listened back and I was like you're a, you're kind of a bitch right now. <laughs> like I think I got a little bit like let me tell you what I think about this book. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I think that beer also makes you a little bit sleepy whereas I know you can't imbibe the yeah. wine because you're allergic. Don't worry, Erin. I remembered. Right. Hey, I'm a first good friend time ever. <laughs> you
1: and my friend Molly are just constantly putting wine in my face, I, like just when when I lived in the same city as you, just constantly in my face, like Aaron, More wine,
0: more wine, <laughs> and I'm like, no, Melody. You know I'm allergy. a good host until somebody doesn't have an EpiPen, and then. Fair. I don't know what to say to you.
1: Well, to be fair, it's not a real allergy. I say allergy is like shorthand, but it's like an intolerance, which is like worse. But I can't be like, no, my intolerance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You should. Please (laughs) do, actually. The next time. It sounds not real. The next time somebody, like, politically on the other end of the spectrum for me says th- <laughs> something, I'm going to say, my intolerance. <laughs> um,
1: don't put that in front of me. I have an intolerance. How dare you? <laughs> um, oh my God. So I noticed there's two
0: more holes in your face than usual. <laughs> there's two more holes in my face. Should we talk about it? Okay, sure. Okay, so I went back to Oregon to visit my mom and then uh, my mom and my sister with my ember because it was the last time I was going to have a window where he didn't need to buy his own seat. And I am a cheap ass. So (laughs) (laughs)
1: can I say I sat next to a baby on an airplane that was like, the biggest fucking baby in the world it must have been like right on the line like just like ember but like this was like a big old baby and i was just like <laughs> this guy this man needs his own seat like when the flight attendant came over like this baby like looked her square in the eye and was like i would like a coffee black like it was and he was so
0: big well, here's the thing. Ember is actually really petite for mm-hmm. his age, like on a lot of levels. A weight at least. He's just a little skinny mini, and I cannot keep meat on his bones. I try and try and I force feet and I foie gras and it's just not working. <laughs> so Foie gras <laughs> So uh, that's not funny, Erin. Jeez. No, I'm sorry. How dare I make that no. joke? My <laughs> intolerance. <laughs> anyway. All right. So him. So he actually looks, you know, probably more like uh, a tall, a, a lanky 15, 18 month old. He's, he's pretty skinny. Maybe not that bad. Anyway, so nobody really looked at him twice other than the fact that he was making almost full sentences and had many opinions on all the things because let's mm-hmm. review. He is my child. Anyway, uh-huh. we went back to Oregon and I spent a few days with my family in Southern Oregon and then we hooked up to Portland area because I have a lot of friends up there And God, I love Portland. If I could go back and really work on redesigning my life so that the comic shop could be in Portland and like Mm -hmm. we could live there, it is totally the place I would want to raise kids. It's just the best. Anyway, I digress. One of my closest friends was having her favorite piercer was having a two for one Valentine's Day special. And... uh, (laughs) A lot of places two holes for the price of one Valentine's special. It's a whole different thing. It's it is and no less delightful. However, <laughs> hopefully it has less long-lasting effects. Um, um so since I was 18, I wanted my nose and my Monroe pierced. And uh I just did it. Like we had a couple of glasses of wine in her inflatable hot tub. And
1: <laughs> Every good story starts that way.
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) We really gamed it out. I texted Michael and I was like, hey, how would you feel if I came home with two piercings? And then he made a very crass joke. About considering mm-hmm. another piercing, and then um, I was like, "No, but really though, <laughs> what what would you think?" And he goes, "I don't know. It's your body. I think you know it would look good either way. Whatever you want, just come home." <laughs> Basically, he was missing <laughs> me at that point. Yeah, and so I walk into this piercing parlor, and it's like the creme de la creme of Portland hipsters. There's rainbow hair. There are. Fifteen head holes on a lot of people. <laughs> there are some some gender neutral people walking around like it is. Mm-hmm. It's everything, and I loved it. So I walk in in my blue pea coat and my curly blonde hair and my librarian glasses and my toddler, mm-hmm. feeling like such a poser. No, <laughs> Just- no, because I've seen you walk around
1: in your blue pea coat and your librarian glasses and whatever, but like there's never gonna be a time where you're mistaken for a normal like there's never gonna be a time it's just a whole (laughs) like a like an aura that just like radiates off of you that's like i'm a weird like don't worry about it don't ever worry about looking like a square
0: that is the nicest thing you've ever
1: said to me i knew you'd like it Oh my god! It's totally true, though. You can dress yourself up in all the glasses and suits you want. It's like... It's (laughs) like Laura Dern. You can put her in whatever outfit you want, but she... You know she's one of you. Did you just compare me...
0: To the regal neck that is Laura Dern? I always compare you to
1: <laughs> Laura Dern. If you were played by somebody in a movie, it would absolutely be Laura Dern.
0: Stop it. I'm falling over right now. Oh my God. No, I
1: can't believe I've never said that to you.
0: <laughs> now I have to go rewatch Big Little Lies for the 17th time. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> it might be yeah. actually number 17th. Yeah. So I walk in and Ember is just like, you know, Mr. Look Around and I'm getting like kind of kind of weird looks. But it's funny you say that because I was talking to uh, my friend Sarah a little while ago and I was like, here's the thing. It's not like I feel like my face is complete now. I just feel like my face and my whole look is a tiny bit more honest Mm -hmm. because I don't have to now like. Out myself as, as
1: whatever I am, you know what I mean. Oh no, maybe you're not going to be trying as hard now. So maybe you can blend in a little better. No, I don't mean, I don't mean the, like a desperate way, but like I feel like you're always trying to like hint out there of like I'm a weird. <laughs> Does
0: that make sense? Maybe, maybe,
1: yeah. Maybe you'll be like my face will speak for themselves. Hmm. I'm going to like just. Sh-
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna miss sing really raunchy lyrics accidentally in the middle of a produce section. Did I tell you about that? No. Uh Oh, all right. We got it. I got it now. So early, early, Michael and I are dating. I'm visiting him out in Peoria, Peoria, Illinois, squarest place I think I've ever been. Hey, And we're in a hy We had just heard this song... On the radio, I'm just picking out apples, having a grand old time, not thinking about anything. And Michael grabs my arm and he's like, hey, what's happening? And I was like, what? I'm just picking apples. And he was like, what were you singing? And I was like, I was singing that song we just heard. And he was like, no, 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 sing it for me again. And I start going, (laughs) I start going, tits, fucker, tits. No. (laughs) And then I realized... That's why that mom and like seven year old quickly walked away from me. <laughs> because I was just singing tits, fucker, tits instead of dance, fucker, dance.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, if you'd sang dance, fucker, dance, they probably still would have
0: walked away. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. That's true.
1: <laughs> that's great. That's good good work.
0: All right. Well, you know who doesn't make any of those kind of mistakes? Oh. Jennifer Sylvester. <laughs> All right. So we've got Beard Science by Penny Reed. Yeah. Beard science. Beard science. So Aaron, can I ask you how much you have been Winstoning? I'll tell you oh. how much I've been Winstoning. I haven't been able to stop Winstoning. It's borderline unhealthy. Yeah. So what happened here
1: is, so we decided to divide up two episodes that we'd already recorded, the Duchess Steel and the Nine Rules to Break. We'd already recorded those two when we decided, okay, let's split them up. So you had to go back and do some audio magic to make sure they began and ended, even though that's not I did. what we intended. Yeah. And that also meant that we had two weeks of not recording. Three weeks? Two weeks?
0: Yeah, it was a long time. We didn't I have missed to record, you. Which I missed you too, but I also But it was, but really, was really, really nice. nice. Yeah yeah so (laughs) i was
1: like okay i've got three weeks and i only have one book to read firelight so what i'll do is i'll read five books that i don't have to read Mm -hmm. winston's yeah and then i'll read firelight the last week that i have before we have to record but fuck if i didn't do that (laughs) and so i can stop reading a book and read another book when i hate the book that i'm the initial book that i'm reading like i did that several times during the christmas book fiasco where we Mm -hmm. like dislike two christmas books in a row yeah that was rough so i read the love hack Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then i liked the writing so then i wanted to start the winstons Mm -hmm. and i did and then beating the mustache was kind of the death knell and then i just had to go straight through totally and then it's the last week before like i have to read firelight and i'm still like
0: I can't stop. You want to know what I did? What? I read Firelight pretty much immediately, fucking loved it. But then I started Winstoning as well. Actually, that's not true. I read Neanderthal Meets Human, Janie's book in the Knitting in the City series. And then mm-hmm. I moved on to Beauty and the Mustache. And then that introduced me to the Winstons. And I, then I was dead. <gasps> then it was over. And then mm-hmm. I had to read Jethro and Sienna. And I every okay here's the other thing I'm running into because I have now read all the way through Bo like I have read them all and I mm-hmm. and I've already pre-ordered Dr. Strangebeard because I'm not fucking around with 2018 <laughs> and <laughs> every time I read a Winston book though I'm convinced they're now my favorite Winston uh-huh. Yeah, every single time. In fact, I had read Bo. I had to reread Cletus because I was like, I don't think I liked Cletus as much as I liked Bo. The truth is, I reread Cletus and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, it's a problem. Penny, stop being so goddamn good. Oh, and here's the other thing. I was a little unsure while I was reading the Knitting in the City series. Because while I really liked the characters, I really liked the friendships, I really liked the quirky, I really liked all the things, I was unsure about the rest of it. And then when I read the Winstons, I was like, oh, the Knitting in the City series is too classy for my smutty ass. Too classy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't... (laughs) I really enjoyed them, and I read all the way through them, but there's not enough like show me the action you know what i mean <laughs> and the winstons the winstons give you that <laughs> so for me
1: so what mm. what this is is we've got are there, how many winstons are there six there's seven seven Yeah. Actually, yes. okay we've got we've got six brothers and a sister mm-hmm. in a family mm-hmm. all the brothers are like the sexiest beardiest men mm-hmm of Tennessee. Bad boy werewolves as you put it. They're not actually werewolves. <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. is. You know my type. Uh-huh. And these guys are just bad boy werewolves without like the... No, I'm not even going to say it because they're real furry. <laughs> so like, <laughs> well, but... They're real furry. They act like puppies. They, they are... do.
0: A lot of them have criminal records. It's everything
1: I want. But Hearts of Gold.
0: That's the thing. Hearts of Gold and they still put a lot of emphasis and thought into sex, which most of the time I do not appreciate. And sometimes, like, mostly, I want heroes and heroines in my romance novels to just be putting it wherever they want. Everybody. <laughs> just <laughs> I want their idea of sex to be like throwing confetti. That's what I want. Heart-shaped, penis-shaped, vulva-shaped, boob-shaped confetti. And... Uh, <laughs> This time, though, <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, I really like um, the fact that they're, like, you know, thinking about who they're going to have sex with next. Because a lot of times they Penny uses that as a vehicle to do not just p and V, sexy times. And I like it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, like, a little bit of background on this family and where they live and stuff. They're in a small town.
0: It's right near Knoxville, Green Valley, Tennessee, I think. There you go.
1: Green Valley, Tennessee. They grew up with a mom who was a lovely, wonderful librarian in town, and she named them all after literary figures and taught them well. So they're all like very smart and well read and like really know how to treat a lady. And she came from money. So they and they live in this big uh, they all grew up in this big house that was like passed down in her family on land you know so they, they
0: live in know. roughly my dream house just yeah. fyi mm-hmm. the giant wraparound porch with uh-huh. room for seven rocking chairs and swings like <laughs> put some ferns on there and i am in it yeah like they all live together in this big house and they're so fucking funny they're rascals they're just rascals yeah. mm-hmm. and i dig it up-
1: with a dad who sucked in a lot of different ways, all the ways. very physically and emotionally abusive, very, very physically abusive. He was in a motorcycle gang called the Iron Wraiths, and they've all kind of got their own separate issues involving that yeah. and him, and also different ways of coping with what happened to them specifically.
0: Yeah, and I love it because it all makes sense with each one of their personalities. Mm-hmm. Not only which issue they have, but also how they cope with it. Yeah.
1: And also how their dad treated them. Like, Yes, absolutely. You know, because some of them got more of the physical abuse. Some of them got, got more of the emotional abuse. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're coming from. And then Ashley. So here are the brothers. We got Jethro. He's the oldest. Then we got Billy.
0: Then Cletus.
1: Then Ashley. And then Ashley was a member of the Knitting in the City ladies uh-huh. in Chicago. And so one of the Knitting in the City books is also a Winston book. That book, ladies and gentlemen, is Beauty and the Mustang. <laughs> the greatest book ever written by humans. I'm just going to say. <laughs> Some may say it's War and Peace.
0: <laughs> not Aaron McCurthy. No.
1: It's <laughs> not <laughs> me. <laughs> beauty in the mustache that's right any right. read so then she's the only girl and then after ashley is the twins yep Bo and
0: Dwayne. And then, and then roscoe little roscoe oh i can't wait so, to read his book but i have to get to billy's first i am so excited about billy's book th- because <laughs> here's the thing these books are amazing they can stand alone but you do find out a lot about the other characters throughout which is true of the
1: knitting in the series too yes knitting
0: in the city in the city series series. which is why when we read that just off the bat we were like i don't know who the fuck fiona is like i don't know she's a ninja who kills people with knitting needles that seems really badass and i don't have anything nice to say you don't have anything to say about her say anything that's right at all
1: because we don't I have
0: many nice things to say about Fiona. You
1: know what okay. plays in my head when I think about talking about Fiona on the podcast?
0: The national anthem. <laughs> the national <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> Whatever oath you national security officers may or may not take, that's what plays in your head. I don't know. You what know plays that in head. like
1: more recent Lord song where she goes, "Those great whites they have big teeth." <laughs> It honestly ooh, They do They're gonna chomp me When the podcast comes out They say anything bad about Fiona Or their precious Alex Like I cannot say anything bad Or else they'll chomp me So Don't chomp me Needing the mustache So that's number one Arguably And
0: then Dwayne Who I fell in love with In literally The first 15 pages Just in That love. Hey Penny Penny Hi I don't know if you're listening
1: But I think you are Maybe Listen, that first chapter uh-huh. of Dwayne's book—oh, yeah—outstanding, knocked it out of the
0: park. Oh, god, it made me a lifelong fan, as if I already wasn't. However, it ticked every one of the boxes I didn't even think I knew I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good, but we can't talk about that because right now no, we're talking, we're talking about, about beard science. Yeah, we're talking about Jennifer Sylvester and Cletus Byron Winston. Yeah, the weirdest of all the Winstons. The weirdest. The one just who's like after my own heart. Although I do like a bit more of a charmer most of the time. So Jethro and Bo are like kind of right there too. That's the thing. Every time I read a book, I think they're my favorite Winston. Ah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it opens up and we have Jennifer, who is the banana cake queen. She shows up in a couple of different books. She shows up in Beauty and the Mustache in a way that we'll talk about later. She's baking cakes for a special order. And she has this really crazy, like, stage mom slash taskmaster who walks in and starts just berating her. Her mom owns a lodge and a bakery. Yes. Jennifer
1: has worked at that bakery since she was, I don't know, an infant baking banana cakes for the bakery. Well, everything else, but particularly banana cakes.
0: That's her signature.
1: And so she is known far and wide in Tennessee as the banana cake queen. And her mother dresses her in yellow dresses every day and made her dye her hair blonde and and everything so she could like curate this persona of the banana cake queen and that's all anyone in the town knows her as and makes fun of her ruthlessly for just being this quiet like she doesn't talk she just is the banana cake queen
0: Yeah, and she's always dressed in, like, 1950s house dresses, Mm -hmm. heels, fake lashes, the whole nine. But when her mom walks into the kitchen, and let's recall, she's been in this kitchen since three in the morning, baking special orders, and nobody else is around. She's in overalls, and her mom is like, why are you all by yourself in this kitchen at the ass crack of dawn where no one will see you, and you're not wearing your full, like, Makeup and heels, like what's going on? Just crazy. Um, She tells her that she wants her to do a video with the sheriff because they sent them cupcakes a little while ago and the sheriff agreed to like rave about their cupcakes on their social media because she has like a million followers as the banana cake queen. She's a big deal. It's a whole thing. So when she's at the police station, there's sort of like this big to do happening. The the police are really excited because they have some key evidence that's going to get razor the king of the motorcycle club he's like the president (laughs) of the motorcycle and can i just tell you the only thing that i feel a little weird about in these Mm. books is just that like why all the bikers got to be bad (laughs) (laughs) my dad was a biker and he was the biggest teddiest barest guy ever but i get it you have to have a villain Biker yeah, they're club. they're bad biker clubs. Some biker clubs are really good and some biker mm-hmm. clubs. Have you seen the biker club that like goes and hangs out with abused kids and like tells them that they're going to protect them always and makes them feel really, really safe have before I? their trial? <gasps> um, have you worked with them? Because I'll fall over, Erin. I'm going to cry right now. Oh, oh no. yeah. I've worked oh, no. with them. Yeah. Don't cry. <laughs> I, I watch those videos and I just cry.
1: Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've definitely, definitely encountered that. Is it?
0: I can't remember what they're called, but they're I, It's, magical. I think, it's Bikers
1: Against Child Abuse.
0: Something like that. Yeah. It's one of the chapters. There's multiple chapters. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. One thing
1: I really like about them is uh-huh. they give all the kids biker names uh, yes! before the trial.
0: Yes! <laughs> I really like that. I do, too, because they yeah. make them part of the gang, part of the family. Mm-hmm. Bikers take care of their own, Aaron. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> she sees Cletus at the uh, at the police station, and he like doesn't see her because he just ignores her. Um, we found out why later, but um, she does the video and she sets it up so that the sheriff's in like half the frame, and then leaves. And then we it cuts to Cletus at the auto shop afterwards. Cletus and Dwayne and Bo Bo own all own an auto shop. Yeah, and and Drew, Ashley's fiancé, is a silent investor. So, Cletus, God bless him, he has this scientific method for meeting people, and he says that he loves judging people because he only Mm -hmm. has room enough for 24 people in his life, and he already has six siblings, and I just cannot, I can't identify with that harder. I can't.
1: (laughs) One of the things I really like about Cletus is that he has all these like arbitrary rules for his life, Where he's like, well, I can only have 24 people. And doesn't even consider (laughs) the fact that, like, maybe that's just completely arbitrary. No. But he's He's probably read somewhere in a book or something that, like, that's the optimum number of people in your life or something. And he's just decided. And that's everything for him.
0: Remember, Aaron, he was born with infallible logic, quote unquote, (laughs) which just, like, ugh. He thinks very highly (laughs) of himself. He really does. And I, frankly, I don't blame him. No. So... He's currently plotting against Jackson James, the um, sheriff's son, and also a deputy.
1: Can I talk about this?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So since book one, since yeah. since Ashley, all, all of these Winstons hate, hate the sheriff's hate son. Frankly, Jackson, Jackson, I do too. James, who's what, Why? Like, he just pulls him over. He's just kind of an asshole. Pulls yeah. him over more than other people. And you know what? He should. Because almost all the Winstons commit <laughs> crimes. Like...
0: <laughs> You know what? Stop it! Do not besmirch the name Winston. Can you think of a Winston
1: that shouldn't have been arrested by Jackson James at some point in time? I like admit that they're pissed at him,
0: and also I don't Roscoe. Know that that's the case, and also Roscoe. So that you know of, and Billy too. I don't know about that. Billy just commits some simple assaults on the side, and yeah, they're always provoked. Like, <laughs> always provoked. Like always <laughs> provoked.
1: I don't know. All he does is it's not like he's framing them for crimes or something. He just pulls them over more than the general population. And then he lets them go.
0: <laughs> That's what bothers me, though. And I'm team Cletus on this one because, A, I already have a healthy enough suspicion of authority figures. Yes. Uh, I don't noticed. need you. <laughs> I know. <Lord> and <laughs> Order, Aaron does not like this part of Melody. <laughs> But I don't think that you should abuse that power. And Jackson James is a power abuser. He does. He absolutely does.
1: He pulls them over more than other people. But I just don't think he deserves the
0: level of derision. No, I do. I do. He's basically a DeWalt factory. He's such a tool. God. I can't. So <laughs> anti-Jackson James. And you know what, though? Also- I would read a short story about Jackson James and uh, that actress from later yeah, on. I would, I would- Penny. Hey, but Penny. Also- I would read that.
1: May I make one more point for Jackson? James? Please.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Who do Swim you up think River started Aaron? this?
1: Do you think it started because Jackson James pulls them over more often? No, it people? started
0: when he treated Ashley like trash.
1: Yeah. Or do you think it started when he tried to date the only Winston sister? Do you think that was easy for no. Jackson
0: James? You know what? No. Remember Doubt what he it. did to Ashley? It wasn't just that. It was that he, when she told him that she didn't like him like that, he. Totally abused her to her face verbally and then broke up with her and then told the whole school that he fucked her and then never talked to her again. So Jackson can go take a long hike (laughs) off of one of the smoky mountain cliffs. (laughs) All All right. You walk right in to that beautiful fall foliage, Jackson, and never come back. Well,
1: whether he <laughs> deserves it or not, Cletus has been putting itching powder in all yeah. of his clothes for yeah.
0: like a while now, and he's he's also plotting to maybe give him leprosy via armadillo, which <laughs> I do not hate. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he's not that bad. I just feel Isn't he's leprosy not curable? That bad. Neither is itching powder. I don't know if it's curable. Mel, but parts of your body fall off. It didn't used to be curable. That's right. Only Jesus could cure that. Yeah yeah so all right well modern medicine everyone for the win that's the end of this podcast um. (laughs) (laughs) okay thank you for listening
1: to heaving bosoms where we um talk about the miracles of jesus christ that's right
0: (laughs) wouldn't that be great (laughs) we're so hot for jesus Okay. We
1: Woo. just lost a listener. You know what? Bye, listener. We love you. I like their sexy books, but they don't even talk about sexy Bible stuff. <laughs> don't mix those.
0: Mary Magdalene her. was real fucking sexy, and that is a fact. Fair. All right. That's
1: in the Bible. That's written in it. She, she washed those feet so sensually. Dried oh. them with her hair.
0: Oh, girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to stop. <laughs> <Sorry>. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. 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 We're not writing Jesus Mary Magdalene fanfic. That is not what heaving bosoms is about. But, but maybe we could do that for Christmas. Whoa. 2018. <gasps> done and done. Okay. It on the spreadsheet. Woo. All right. So Jethro walks in and he sets up book four by <laughs> having Cletus hire um Shelly, who is the sister of a person from the Knitting in the City series. And she is drop-dead gorgeous. She's very taciturn. And she is excellent for book four. Please go read. And a great auto mechanic, I guess. So that happens. And she's she's at many other things. She's Mm -hmm. so great. And I love her. Everyone should go read that. It's so good. Okay. So they set up a bunch of things, including but not limited to the fact that Cletus has a talent show in Nashville that Jethro and Zian are pregnant. That's from Mm -hmm. book two. And then Cletus says he'll never have kids. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Cletus, they're the best people to plot with. Mm -hmm. They have such great imaginations. You should always plot with kids. And also no one suspects them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about all of the urchin pickpockets throughout history. (laughs) Nobody suspects them. Uh Uh-huh. Shout out to Fergus from Outlander. (laughs) Love you, Fergus. (laughs) Okay. So then we switch back to Jennifer's perspective. Jen's mom has been contacted by this talent agent in New York who wants her to be the spokesperson for Chiquita Banana and do commercials and all the things. Jen's freaking out because she doesn't like the limelight like that. She doesn't really like any of this. She just likes baking and she, she wants to live a simple life. Oh, her mom immediately puts her on a diet and her dad is mentally upgrading the boat, the parasite. Mm-hmm. And then Jen actually faints. She's so worried about everything that she faints because she's also been working 80 hour weeks. She's exhausted and dehydrated. You gotta hydrate, guys. You gotta hydrate. Clear and copious. She's
1: waking up at like 2, 3 in the morning. She's baking 700 cakes a week individually. Uh-huh. It's nuts.
0: It's insane. And so she decides that she has to change something. She sneaks out of her bedroom window, which used to be her brother's bedroom, who, FYI, is now a prospect for the Iron Wraiths. Oh. So Also,
1: she's like 22, by the way. Like, she shouldn't... She doesn't have to be, like, living at home and wearing the clothes that her parents are laying out for her and going on a diet because her dad
0: wants her... You know, it's like... It's... Totally. So sad. It's really, really sad. So, she snuck out twice in her life, once to get coffee with a pen pal and their parents. And to go to a concert by herself. And so now she is sneaking out to blackmail Cletus Winston. Because earlier she realized that she had footage of him taking the evidence that was against the president of the Iron Wraiths.
1: It's in the background of the thank you video that she made from the sheriff thanking her for the cupcakes. Yeah. She can see him stealing the evidence.
0: So she shows up at his house and she tells him about the video. And she's freaking out.
1: She has determined Cletus is the most, she's very quiet. She's your traditional wallflower who observes things from the edges of ballrooms. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she has figured out that even though Cletus is outwardly
0: affable. Hey. And thank you. And like sort of a, a, not a dullard, but he pretends to like not know a lot of things. Yeah. He pretends to be kind of goofy.
1: Yeah. Um. But really he's like very cunning and very vengeful. And she knows that he like goes around blackmailing people and setting people up and like all this kind of thing. So she
0: does not. She's terrified of him.
1: Yeah. She but she also knows that he's the only guy in town that can kind of make things happen. for people and so she knows that he can pull strings for her and kind of get her out of this
0: life yeah so I love it because she's she's like really putting up a strong front he doesn't recognize her by the way because she's in a ball cap and jeans Mm -hmm. and not much makeup if any I don't know yeah no makeup and so she tells him about the video and it says she leaned in and her resolve weakened a little bit because he smelled like Italian food lasagna is her favorite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and her mother won't let her eat it because it's too fattening. I just want to murder this woman. She just
1: Can has I... to have chicken breast and broccoli every night. Oh, Her father's joyless food.
0: Okay. So then Cleese is like, fine. We'll chat. They go to the car and she says she wants a husband and she wants a baby. And at first... He thinks she's blackmailing him into marrying and impregnating her. Right. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, my God, no, I would never marry you. I just need you to find somebody else. Yeah, like make things happen for me because I'm not allowed to talk to
1: boys and I need out this yeah. house.
0: Yeah, and like a family is all she's ever wanted. Right. And so in the car, he gets glimpses of her backbone every once in a while. And he really likes it. Uh-huh. My note is he likes it. But he doesn't believe in hidden depths or anyone being as good as him at playing possum, right? And so um, he's like, "Is she
1: secretly like smart and intuitive and strong? There's no way because all she does is sit there in her banana dresses, and he's like completely written her off." Yeah, because he's like, he cannot get anything out of her. Yeah, she's not a player in the game of Green Valley, Tennessee. Like
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um Bo told him once that she has purple eyes. And so he keeps like trying to sneak glimpses of her purple eyes, but can't quite do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so he says that he'll think about helping her basically. Right. Move on. They're back in the auto shop. There's a lot of setup for Bo's book. Right. He freaks out about Shelly. And then my note is Cletus has a, a meeting with Drew. And he tells Drew about how he's been growing the family's accounts by day trading, mm-hmm. and then Drew says a beautiful thing about love. Down, Aaron. Down, yeah. <laughs> because Aaron Drew. is in love with Drew, mm-hmm. <gasps> mm. which is uh-huh. weird because he's not like funny or an asshole. No, here's the thing: he's just a poet, and that didn't seem like your style. I was shocked by this. I just
1: loved, I loved them more than I loved specifically drew i fair but i maybe on the instagram i'll put up a picture of David this week. I'll put a blurred out face picture. Okay, I've got
0: one in mind. Okay. So then Cletus goes to the jam session on Friday nights. They Green Valley in the summertime has this, well, summer and fall, has this jam session where all the musicians in the area come together and improvise. And there's food, and there's awesome, and a lot of great shit happens at the jam session, including but not limited to the first chapter of Dwayne's book, (laughs) Truth or Beard. Uh (laughs) Did
1: we... Did we say that like Cletus saw Shelley, identified her as a sexy woman, and oh, he was yeah. like she's oh, yeah. a sexy woman who fixes cars. He also noticed she was a little standoffish, and he was like, "I have scientifically analyzed this, and she is my perfect woman." And he turns to Jethro, and he was like, "I just wanted to let you know, she is the one. I will and be we're pursuing suited." Her. Yeah, we're yeah. seated, which is uh, Tennessee code for we're going to get married. And uh-huh. he's just like, he like adds her to his list of things to do. He's got all these things he's doing. Like he's going to yeah. take down the Iron Wraiths. He's got some hunting. He's got to do like all these things. And then he's like, pursue love of my life, Shelly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, and he thinks that theirs would be a very pragmatic partnership. Yeah, And I don't know what is sexier than that. He doesn't <laughs> even consider like she might not like him. He's no. just like, and then I will... <laughs>
1: Retrieve my mate mm-hmm. And we will begin <laughs>
0: I will throw her over my shoulder and make her mine Yeah, good, so he good. tells Jethro this Yeah
1: Okay, so okay, now we're so at the jam
0: session They're at the jam session and Jen interrupts Cletus talking to a couple of people about his dad To have a chat And she takes him back behind the stage mm-hmm. Of the auditorium where no one goes Except yeah. for everyone So who wants many to things have. happen oh. back here <laughs> I am all about it. And he notices that her eyes are purple. And she tells him that he made her week better just by giving her hope that he might help. And he hates her lashes and the whole costume. And, you know, she says that she doesn't like them either. And he says that women fall into three categories because Cletus Winston. The first is marriage potential. The next is one-time amorous Congress. <laughs> and the third is forgettable. And she's like, oh, so saying I'm forgettable. And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing about you that's forgettable. Also,
1: like, he cannot stop dwelling on this eye thing because, like, he knows her mom, he knows her dad, and he knows science. He's like, mu-
0: they must be like,
1: contacts. Yeah, She is not an albino. Yeah, there's no way that she has violet eyes. That's not a thing yeah science so yeah
0: so then my favorite thing about this is that she says that she feels sorry for men because they're so feeble and limited and he's like you think that and she's like no but you apparently do (laughs) (laughs) and then they talk about how they both like verbing Uh which p.s listener i don't know Uh if you've noticed this i also like that i also like inappropriately pluralizing things Uh uh-huh those are Two of my favorite little uh, verbal practices. You know how I feel
1: about an incorrect plural. It's my very favorite.
0: I know. They're so fun. And so she asks him, she finally is like, okay, listen, are you going to help me? And he's like, yes, but not in the way you think. We're going to find out who Jennifer is. We're going to have lessons. Lessons on just how to be a person. And how to grow a backbone. Like, I've seen glimpses of it. You got to live your life like that. Because,
1: newsflash, she was also homeschooled. Like, yes. so she has like never been out of this house,
0: basically. It's so frightening. Mm-hmm. And so he asks her to make a list of things that she likes to do mm-hmm. as her homework. Okay, so the boys are fixing up the carriage house for Jethro and Sienna, which is something they talked about before. Because Jethro and Sienna are having a baby and they need a nursery and they need all the things for the carriage house. <laughs> and I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for the number one Winston progeny. Oh, I hope we get to see that. I'm sure we will. I hope so. Okay, moving on. Everyone finds out she's pregnant. And can I just tell you how my ovaries exploded in an impressive display of fireworks and (laughs) heart-shaped confetti when (laughs) when these boys started talking about babies? Because I love men who love babies. Can I just say that? Like, I had to unsubscribe to dads of Instagram because it was just too much. And when I was younger, it wasn't like dads that I was attracted to. It was like guys who would go out of their way to help kids at the 4th of July fair or kids that babysit. Uh, How was your
1: subscription to dads of Instagram (laughs) hurting your life? Like,
0: how was that? (laughs) It was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Banning myself. (laughs) So
1: you were just like what horny all the time? Like I
0: I would I was just swooning and or a puddle. How is that (laughs) different from just normal every day? You know what? Sometimes you can only take so much stimuli. You can only invite so much into your life. Plus I kept on being like, hey Michael, I bet you could do that shirtless. (laughs) Like Michael, if you change that diaper. without a shirt on i bet and then he would he would catch me trying to sneak photos and he was like melody you're objectifying me and i was like yes well you signed the marriage contract sir you knew who i was that's right did i tell you that i still covertly send videos of michael doing push-ups to tanya does
1: tanya want these videos
0: oh yeah tanya's all about it (laughs) i also i've also covertly sent photos of my husband to my friends when he's like shirtless and fixing something so i'm not above it and dads of instagram was just too much i also started asking him to grow out his hair to a man bun because of dads of instagram and also Mm. man buns of instagram um, And it's just too much. I can't change the person that he is, okay? I love him for who he is. I would just prefer him to be shirtless more often. I asked David for a man bun. He politely refused. Michael was
1: not polite about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's on brand. Like, that that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. 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 We got to get moving. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So, oh, and then he says, I won't harm you, Cletus. Yeah. As they're talking about this. And she reacts understandably. She's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was on the table. What? But she kind of knew, too,
1: because he's very dangerous and she's blackmailing him.
0: Yeah. Well, And he's like, I would never harm you physically. And I hate that we live in a society where I have to say that out loud. Oh, be still my heart, Claytus. And then he's like, no, I'm just telling you that I'm not going to take revenge. I've decided that you get a pass for this blackmail. I am no longer going to send strippers to your bakery. Or have the health inspector show up unannounced. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so funny. All right. And then they decide that they're going to do biweekly lessons. And this is also when we find out that Jennifer has no days off. Zero Mm -hmm. days off. Yeah. Never has a day off. Because he's trying to figure out
1: a day where she can come to his house and they can talk about how to be a person. She's like, well, I can't go to your house because my parents will know that I'm gone. Yeah. Even in the middle of the day, she cannot leave or her parents will freak out. Yeah. If she's not either in the house or in the bakery. And she has no day where she has any free time.
0: Oh, so I'm sorry. I actually went back. I glanced at my notes and went back. We were when my ovaries were exploding over the boys God. reacting to this baby news. And uh-huh. because when when a group, when a pack of Winston boys get together. Pack. I, yeah, no, it's They're true. They're werewolves, y'all. They are. They are. They are sexy, humanoid werewolves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess werewolves are humanoids. Doesn't yep. matter. Let's let's not get into that, shall we? Okay. So we skip ahead. Cletus is going to the bakery for their first lesson. And he wants her to stop being afraid of him. And Cletus thinks that Alex from Love Hacked has already gotten rid of all of the copies of the video. So he's really just here because he wants to help, kind of. And That's he what, wants to like, like play this out.
1: He thinks he's better at stuff than he is. Like, oh, he's very, always. like, he's very always. arrogant about, like, how smart he is and all the things he can do. And he's like, from his first person narrative, he's like, I have a secret friend who happens to be a hacker. And it's like, <laughs> Cletus, we know who it is. And right. it's not like you made this connection from some kind of business dealing. He just no. married your sister's friend. We read the book, Cletus. Like, out with it. Like, we're not <laughs> impressed by this. Yep. All of his plans are like that. He's like, I've come into possession of something <laughs> called itching powder. And I will be putting it. It's like... <laughs> This is like ninth <laughs> grade shit, Cletus. Like, you're not smooth.
0: Like, it's not. Yeah. Anyway. So they start talking, and he finds out that she likes gardening in overalls and pressing for essential oils, which is something I still want to do. And I'm like swooning over Jennifer Sylvester. She has calloused hands because she works so hard constantly. Mm-hmm. And she loves teaching baking to kids because it's really teaching them chemistry. Mm-hmm. And Cletus is shocked because he is never surprised by people, our Cletus. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer just keeps on surprising him at every turn. Very surprising. He has no idea what's happening. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we find out that her dad is having an affair with his secretary. And he asked about her hair color because her mom has been dyeing her hair blonde since before she was 16. Mm-hmm. And he asked her if she would ever change it. And she goes, I don't think my mama would like that. Mm-hmm. And he very gently says, are you always going to do everything your mama likes? And that puts the biggest bee in her bonnet. Yeah. She's like, you got to go. Our lesson is done. We're over. And she goes and hides. And it's a whole thing. So then the next morning... He goes fishing with a couple of bikers, including Jen's brother, Mm -hmm. and we find out that he's basically had to disown his sister to join the wraiths.
1: Cletus says, hey, you know, I met your sister, or I've spent some time with your sister, and he's like, I don't have a sister. But also, he's not going fishing with the bikers. Cletus can't just, like, do something No, for the sake of doing the thing that it is. He's never just going to do a thing. He's got to always have, like, a secret plan of why he's doing it. So he's going fishing with the bikers so that he can take the evidence that he stole from the police station Mm -hmm. and hide it in one of their cars. Because Cletus, it's from a different book, but he was the one that set all the traps in all of the Wraiths' cars of, like...
0: So that they can smuggle drugs. Is that a commonly known
1: thing, like, traps in cars? No, I didn't know what it was. Okay. So it's like you do a certain thing to the car, like roll the windows halfway down and tune it to this... FM station or whatever and then like there's some secret compartment in the car that like pops open and it's how people do drug running yeah it's usually done in rental cars
0: well and that's that's what I didn't understand about um, this whole thing is that he's planting all of this evidence in the traps that they use for drug smuggling as if they're not going to smuggle drugs in the next months because they would find all of it if they just opened no, it. no
1: these are traps that Cletus put in that he didn't tell them about
0: <gasps> shut your mouth that's what that's what I believed Oh, that makes so much more sense. So he did their traps and he did other traps.
1: You can have more than one going on in a car.
0: Cletus is so sexy. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So he puts the evidence in and then we switch to Jennifer's perspective. It's now like a week after all this. Jen is still pissed. She's angrily kneading bread. She's making pie crust in a very aggressive way. <laughs> and um, because she can't get Cletus's question out of her head every time her mom asks her to do something. Because her mom's way of being like, I would really like it if you did this, Jennifer. And uh, it's awful. So her mom is making big plans. She has these investors coming to invest in the lodge and the bakery and all of that. And the investors, one of the, like the named investor is actually from Neanderthal Meets Human as well, because Penny's books are the smallest of worlds. Yeah. He's like this nobody character in Neanderthal Meets Human. Okay. So she tells, she basically pimps out her daughter and is like, I want you to pay special attention to this one investor. And it's the first time in her life that Jennifer's like, No. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's freaking out because after the demo, she's like, I can't go home. My parents are going to freak out. Like my mom Mm -hmm. is going to be the worst. Her mom's reaction was not great. Oh, my goodness. So she decides to take the cake, the pie and a couple of loaves of bread she made that day over to the Winston's because it's the one year anniversary of their mom's death. Mm -hmm. And she used to get read to by Bethany at the um, library. and And she always wanted to be that kind of mom when she grew up Mm -hmm. not her kind of mom guys like bethany and i don't blame her bethany oh man i want to be that mom too yeah Yeah. so she says hi to Bo and cletus and she tries to leave but then billy comes and she gets all flustered with billy and cletus tries to find out why she's flustered with billy and he's like oh you fancy my brother and she's like no it's just that my dad says that he's like appropriate for me And so I can't make words in front of him. Her
1: dad has a list of men in Green Valley that he will allow her to marry based on wealth and ambition. Mm -hmm. And so Billy is kind of a corporate, started from the bottom. Now he's a VP at a company. At a bill, yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, Winston's off the table, but Billy, fine.
0: Billy's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So Cletus is like, okay, you're going to go on a practice date with Billy. And he takes her inside. She sees Drew, who she mm-hmm. made a really bad pass at mm-hmm. before Beauty and the Mustache, because she's just like trying desperately to get out of her house. Mm-hmm. And okay, and I just Drew love is Drew. <laughs> he's not my usual type, but I just He's not. You love him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he's such a gentleman about it. She like basically goes and attacks him with her face. Mm-hmm. He's like, Okay, you need to get back in your car. This is not going to happen. And she's mortified. So then Ashley's talking to her and she sees Drew and she freaks out. And So she tries to run away down the hallway, like to the bathroom. She goes into a closet, right? She tries she to go opening into a closets. Closet. God damn it. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. And so then Cletus and Billy accidentally like almost make her cry because they're giggling at her description of attacking Drew's face. Mm-hmm. And then Billy says that he wants to help her by taking her on a practice date sometime. And she sort of accepts to this, you know, practice date. And then she spends the rest of the evening with them. And it's really nice. And Cletus walks her out. And he tells her that her new homework is to change one thing every day for the next month. And it has to be her choice. It can be tiny, but she has to change one thing. And it has to be something she wants. And it's so cute. So then her parents are waiting to pounce. Mm -hmm. And they're about to light into her. But Billy calls. And they see it's Billy on the caller ID And all of a sudden, everything's fine. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you didn't want to talk to this man because you're interested in Billy? Oh, you were out late with Billy? Oh, Billy has asked you on a date? Like, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. It's the one time in her life they tell her that they're proud of her. Like, can we just say, I'm going to say it out loud. Dating and marriage are not accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Getting married is not an accomplishment. I'm just, I say this as a married person. It can change on a, at a moment's notice just because you're married doesn't mean that your life is set doesn't Pan mean it? that you can treat your partner like shit yes because you can't just be married and be like okay i'm done with that who do you think you're talking to oh yeah that's right Aaron got married and divorced within what three months three months a month a month yeah there you go <laughs> here you go it was basically <laughs> an annulment you know what you realized what you did and you fixed it, Erin. <laughs> There's love nothing like, wrong
1: with that. You're like railing at me, like that is
0: a temporary status.
1: <laughs> like I know, but,
0: oh yeah, yeah. You you know more than I do, really. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So the next couple of days, Jennifer changed her nail color to burgundy, and her parents like it pink. Her parents like it pink. And um, we find out that she can read and write in French, German, and Japanese because of her pen pals and because she's just the smartiest of pants. She has the smartest pants. I love that she has pen pals. I do too. Well, she's got to get out of her house somehow. Mm -hmm. This is also when we find out that she works 80-hour weeks with no pay and she's really nervous about going to dinner with her parents with her nail polish, but they don't even notice or if Mm -mm. they do notice they don't say anything yeah and then she goes shopping for herself she is 22 she has never been shopping without her mother picking out all her clothes and can i just say real quick this is why i can't be a cult leader Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell me more i (laughs) cannot imagine a world in which i am capable of taking care of myself Feeding and clothing and doing all the things making sure that other people are mostly fed but also being so controlling that I have to go shopping for and with another person that I have to make sure I know the schedule of their day all the time let alone a group of people I just feel like I'd be great at it
1: like I don't think you really would no I know I want to start a cult no, but well, I would join your cult.
0: I think I have joined your cult. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really think I'd be really good
0: at it. You
1: like, really. You, you were would. just describing that, I was like, yeah, I can do that.
0: Am I a sociopath? Oh, God. I don't think you are. You're too benevolent to be a sociopath. You have too many feelings. Good. I'm glad you're No, you're you just very type A. I really,
1: really yeah, spend a lot of time you to winked make me.
0: myself <laughs> <laughs> You've <put> hoodwinked <laughs> me, Aaron. Um, yeah, so but my thing is I would I would think about being a cult leader because of like how inspiring I wanna be or whatever. <laughs> but then the moment I was in one of my spells where all I want to do is sit alone and eat popcorn and somebody knocked on a door, I would just be like, Get the phone, what do you want from me? But that's like, part I would of being not... a cult leader is I the, guess it the, is the
1: rage that comes out of nowhere that makes the fear happen.
0: Fair enough. I think fair together
1: enough. Together we would make a great cult because I feel <gasps> like I oh, I, have, I have the organizational skills mm-hmm. to I can do all the spreadsheets yeah and you have all the
0: personality. Ooh, you are both inspiring and fearsome. Erin, is our later day lady commune actually going to be a geriatric cult that we run? <laughs> <laughs> is that <right? laughs>
1: Actually, is that what's gonna happen? No. Yeah. Cut this yeah. whole thing. Let's turn yeah. the podcast into a <gasps> fucking cult. We've got hundreds of listeners now. We do. We do, guys. Let's just start subliminally adding like, hey, guys, give up all your possessions. Just send it to us. Send it to us.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. We'll, well talk about plan. it after. We'll, we'll Yeah, talk totally. About after. Totally. Okay. <laughs> we got to get back to this. <laughs> okay. we're, we're just like... We're just Tangent City over here. Okay, so she buys herself things that she likes and decides to hoop all over her mom's diet by going to get a Philly cheesesteak. While she's there, one of her mom's bitchy friends tells her that she's gained weight. And Jennifer says, thank you, ma'am. Because we find out earlier that Jennifer turns all insults into backhanded compliments in her Mm -hmm. brain. She's like, oh, she told me I'm fat. So that must mean she thinks I'm looking very healthy. Yeah. Nice and healthy. Mm-hmm. She has to do it with her dad all the time because her dad is always telling her that she's stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me so angry. Cletus intervenes, totally sets the woman straight. Cletus embarrasses to be at the mall. her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cletus is good at being at the mall at the right time. Mm-hmm. Love it. And he splits her Philly cheesesteak with her, and they go have a beautiful little picnic. And Aaron. Yeah. Did you love this beautiful love letter to the Alaskan sky? I did. Did it ring true for you? He's right about the Alaskan sky.
1: I was mm-hmm. I was impressed by that. Particularly, the winter sky in Alaska is very surprising uh, and weird. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it turns pink a lot. Well, the thing here's the thing about. The sky in Alaska is in the winter the sun just kind of skims the horizon cuz the sun doesn't come up all the way mm-hmm. and that creates a lot of interesting colors and stuff. I it's
0: didn't really cool. I
1: realize indigo was actually a color until I moved up here.
0: I really Ooh. thought it
1: was just like a different word for violet and people were idiots. Um, and <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, that's what indigo is. Like, anytime I've seen it on a paper or something, I've been like, either it's blue or it's violet. Like, that's not really a color. Yeah. I've always ascribed it to one or the other. But There is there
0: is indigo. It's a thing. See, that's interesting because when I lived in Hawaii, I had this vivid memory of sitting around cracking macadamia nuts with a bunch of my aunties. And this radio commercial or something came on for lotion. And they were like, Pfft lotion. What do people need lotion for? Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Who buys lotion? <laughs> and then one of my aunties moved in with us in Oregon, and she was just like, oh my, mm-hmm. oh my god. I, I've never needed lotion so badly in my life. Like, mm-hmm. they just couldn't imagine it because it's always so humid there that you don't need it. Um, and then she moved to the dry Oregon climate, and she just, I mean, every five minutes, I swear to Christ, this one was slathering on lotion. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Man, so funny. Uh, like, how is lotion even a thing?
1: Mm. That- <laughs> Can I tell you that Rooster the dog's favorite food is lotion? She loves it. She goes nuts for it. If you have lotion, she begs for it. She she will, like, lick it off Rooster. the lotion bottle. Like, it's toxic. It's, it's incredible. dumb, Rooster. This if you is just why she pumped lotion into her mouth, worth. she'd be...
0: Oh, God. She's going through a rough time right now oh no it's pretty bad yeah she's she's That's in a financial
1: the oh there's oh. so many things that are happening well
0: <laughs> well she lost her record deal right yeah she, well, <laughs> she, she this is aaron's dog p.s she was
1: in some some financial hard times she mm-hmm. had what she believed to be a record deal with dj cowan <laughs> <laughs> and they and i were like rooster you don't have a record deal with call <laughs> and she was like insistent <laughs> that she did it. and we're like it's definitely not the real one but then it was the real one and she lost the record deal because of her conservative politics i know she's a trump like, supporter now i don't i mean she's decided she's here's the thing she saw hannity once wow. uh-huh. and now she's a big trump supporter and it's really <laughs> awkward around the house but she's just like i don't know she's spouting conservative stuff And so, yeah, she lost that record deal with who we believe is the real DJ Khaled. Um, (laughs) And now she's really fat for cash. She tried to pawn David's watch. Oh, my gosh. She's
0: basically a heroin addict. Uh Oh, my goodness. She's in a rough
1: spot. but I I think we'll get through it.
0: I think you can just feed her lotion. And that'll make everything better. (laughs) We're going to cut this, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. So... They're on this picnic, uh, he looks at her, she's not wearing her yellow cardigan anymore, and he realizes that her eyes are actually dark blue, but they reflect the opposite color of what surrounds them. So mm-hmm. when she wears yellow. And she always wears yellow. Always wears yellow. Her eyes look purple. And he like grabs her face to do this, and it is so nice. She likes it. They talk about his thrifty grandmother and his wild hair and his double row of eyelashes, which, can I say, genetics really fucked me on that one. I have really nice eyelashes, but Mm. I only have one row of them. How dare everyone? (laughs) Uh. Um, Oh, and then he tells her that his grandmother used to say that old things have soul, but young things have spirit. Uh Uh-huh. And she is determined now to find her spirit. And I'm so excited for her. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So she's getting ready for the fake date with Billy. They're going to the jam session and then he's taking her to buy steaks and eat them. Probably. Uh-huh. And and so she's wearing this black dress. Her mother has laid out a yellow dress for her and is determined that she's going to wear it. Her dad finally steps in and is like, leave her alone. She looks fine. Oh, and this is when her dad makes one of his awful comments where he's like, hopefully Billy will be too distracted by how good she looks so she doesn't have to talk too much. Yeah. yeah
1: he's oh, I'm assistant. so angry.
0: She's a dummy. Meanwhile, he's a principal of a school. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, I cannot. Okay. So she keeps on talking about Cletus to Billy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, just FYI, it's not great to talk about other guys when you're on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And it's really cute. And then um, she's really excited to see what Cletus thinks of her new black dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's got her hair up for the first time, too. Yeah, she's got her hair in a bun. And she thanks Billy for doing this because it can't be pleasant, she says. And he goes, you have no idea how gorgeous you are, do you? And then Cletus from stage left is like, she doesn't. <laughs> and he is not happy. <laughs> he with does not like this. the familiarity that Billy is showing yeah. with his Jen, And he keeps thinking about his Jen.
1: he He's got some irrational jealousy. Like he's not really conscious of the fact that he's no. got a big old crush on her. But he does. he is conscious of the fact that he doesn't like his brother snuggling up on her.
0: And can I say this is one of my favorite things about the Winston men in general. How they rib each other by like touching each other's woman. Yeah. Also, can I tell you how shocked I am that I am so team calling people their woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of off brand for me, I know, but the howdies
1: don't say that in in the way that is I think it's Mm-mm. usually said because it's no, usually they do said not. in the get your hands off my woman sort of yes. way, which is a very property sort of way. They mean it like once you're their woman, that's like you're that's then the, you're cherished it, yeah, forever and you're part yeah. of the family mm-hmm. and you're oh, because oh, oh, oh. they'll make the distinction sometimes like, oh, this isn't his girlfriend or this isn't just a girl that's coming around. This is his woman. Like, that's a yeah. big deal. and So I think they say it differently than you usually hear
0: it. <sighs> oh, and it gives me all the palpitations. <laughs> Also, it was about 10 p.m. last night when I was typing up these notes, and I kept on writing Bleetus instead of Cletus, and it felt oddly appropriate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: So so the thing that happens at the jam session is uh, Jackson, the cop we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. start hitting on her a little bit, and Cletus just like gets between Jackson and Billy and Jen like kind of is a human roadblock so he can't get over to her while Billy and Jen get out of there and go off to really cute. dinner
0: yeah it's adorable and the next morning Cletus is all dressed up in his Sunday best (laughs) bow notes Uh, he goes and gets a haircut and a beard trim because he's going to go see Jen and he's super stoked about it and he actually says that he um, needs to go see Jennifer to see if Billy was a gentleman or if he has to maim him or if billy was a gentleman and he has to maim him <laughs> and like every time cletus is like oh that guy tried to kiss you mental note must maim that man i just love it but i'm okay with it when cletus says again, yeah it doesn't does not he doesn't mean it yeah right. he doesn't mean it in the way that a lot of uh, toxic masculine right. men do yeah his masculinity is not toxic and I am ready to just chug a whole bottle of it mm-hmm. Oh, and this is when he tells Bo that he thinks that he and Shelly are suited, which mm-hmm. uh, oh my God, they're not. <laughs> so he walks into her kitchen and she's like manning everything, and she's taking questions and she's you know her kitchen at the bakery. Yeah, with like a staff of 10. And mm-hmm. she's just, she's doing one thing while fielding questions and directing and, mm-hmm. you know, being really good at her job. And he gets a total competency boner. <laughs> and, then, um, and then she sees him and shoves a cream puff in his mouth. And then he gets a huge baked good boner. <laughs> How many types of boners are there, Mel? There are all the kinds. There are all oh. the kinds. And then she smiles at him. And he wants to compliment her forever just so that she keeps smiling. Mm. And then her mother interrupts and they, they go outside. Oh, man, they do this really cute, like, they're nervous about talking to each other, but they really are excited to see each other. She compliments his beard. And, you know, she's like, but it's going to be a little bit weird to not see it, like, really long. So you're going to have to give me a little while. And then Cletus can't understand why he's touching her. And like needing to look deep into her beautiful eyes Mm. because he, he doesn't know his own mind or heart. And then she tells him, thank you because it's working. Jackson asked me out on a date. Blech. Oh, Cletus is pissed. He's mm-hmm. not here for it. Like, well, I wanted to help you find
1: a husband, but not that sheriff's deputy that pulls me yeah. over sometimes. And <laughs> so. also, not a husband who's not me. Yeah, and she's very like, what do you have against him? And he's like, well, he treated my sister bad in high school, and also he wastes my time. He does waste his
0: time. Shut up. Mm-hmm. He abuses his power. Don't get in the way of Cletus and his plotting. Thank you very goddamn much. Fair. Okay. So then the next time he sees her, he's early for their, their Monday lesson and he's thinking about her commanding that kitchen and how he's proud. And then Cletus really just sealed the deal on my heart when he was like, I have no right to be proud of her. That's not my accomplishment. Mm. She should be proud of herself because she's done all of this. And I just, ugh, I got a feminist boner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So then he sees that she scrubbed all of her makeup off, and he starts thinking that this is what she'll probably look like later on in life after that she gets so off work. wife. Nice yeah, and her husband will be so lucky mm-hmm. And she wants his advice on accepting the date with Jackson because she's worried that he's gonna want to kiss her. and he's like, mm-hmm. Jen. He's definitely going to want to kiss you. Definitely going to want to do that. And they have this adorable conversation with all of Cletus's baked good analogies, which you really see in full force in Jethro's book as well. He
1: has this metaphor of he only has sex with people who have clean kitchens in the same way that you would only eat baked goods from somebody who has a clean kitchen. And they just have to be discriminant bakers. That's his discriminant term. Discriminant
0: bakers. Is you
1: can't just like let anybody or anything into your kitchen. You got to like keep it clean. It doesn't matter what somebody's number is as long as they're a discriminant baker. Yeah. And so it's funny because he kind of ends up with a discriminant baker.
0: Oh, God. The discriminantist of bakers. <laughs> okay. All right. So then he starts talking about what he likes in a woman. And I'm just going to read this because I can't not... I had nothing against shy, blushing virgins. I just didn't want to have sex with them because Mm -hmm. sex with an inexperienced woman was decidedly vanilla. I didn't much like vanilla or missionary Mm -hmm. or doing it with the lights off. I didn't want a woman who was reticent about her body, who tried to hide it with sheets and darkness. I liked flavor and Mm -hmm. well-lit rooms where I could admire everything that made a woman's form different from a man's. I liked a variety of positions and a woman with stamina who knew how to use my body to make hers come and approach sex with enthusiasm, not trepidation. Mm-hmm. I wanted a woman who knew she liked sex, not one who hadn't made up her mind due to lack of experience. And uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that if that were a job description, um, I would like to submit my application, please. <laughs> you can get that I job. I just... I just think that Cletus and I are suited, if you will. (laughs) I was looking down at my
1: notes, and when he saw Jackson talking to her at the jam session a while ago, Mm -hmm. he's walking up to them, and he catches the tail end of what Jackson's saying, so he's like, my blood pressure spiked, and my meander morphed into a powerful walk, quote, you should come more often, end quote. Jackson finished his stupid sentence.
0: (laughs) His stupid sentence. The vitriol makes me so happy. I
1: just love how he... Oh. I just love his
0: narrative, like the way
1: that he thinks and writes.
0: Oh, like, absolutely. My
1: meander morphed into a power
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's so much uh, personality in mm-hmm. every single one of these characters. It's excellent. Okay, so then she's a sad town. Like, she's really sad town because she's like, well, that's definitely not me. And she says she's looking for someone who wouldn't mind teaching her And he starts thinking about all the... I have to read this too. I'm sorry. He goes, Unbidden, a flash of what that would look like appeared in my mind's eye. Jennifer Sylvester, divested of clothing and gazing at me with trust. My hands on her waist, hips, thighs, while I kissed my way down her soft, warm, pliant body. The flash of imagining forced an equally sudden and visceral reaction of my body. One that drove most of the air from my lungs and left an uncomfortable stiffness in my pants. Especially uh, since the images didn't stop there. How would it be when she was experienced? When she asked for what she liked? When mm. she whispered a request in my ear during a jam session break? When we snuck off someplace private? When she gazed at me with confidence and knowledge of her own desires? I'll have to get a bigger car and a desk. I'd like to take her on a desk cletus <laughs> she, she like breaks into his thoughts it's so good i mean i just highlighted basically all of this chapter so then he's like really flustered and he's like you know what you should talk to claire she's a woman and she's not me and she's can help you yeah claire is a family friend who hopefully good goddamn was going to be in dr strangebeard and um i mean he has been to be. setting that
1: up for it's uh, true years so for
0: goddamn five six books now okay So then he sees the top edge of her bra, and it's red lace, and he has to leave immediately because he's having more fantasies.
1: (laughs) She only has this bra because her French pen pal sent it to her and was like, you need this because her parents go through her phone, go through her computer, go through all of her stuff. The only thing they can't do is read her pen pal stuff because they don't speak French, Japanese,
0: Yeah." German. And German. this is a contraband red lace bra. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. So he decides that he has to take a cold shower and he leaves. But she follows him out to his car and kisses him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I can't take a shower now. And it had nothing whatsoever to do with the fact that he could still feel the warm, gentle brush of her fingers oh. on his jaw or the searing press of her lips on his cheek. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. We should probably stop here. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. Next week, we're going to come back with um more of this incredibleness. And we haven't even gotten to any of yeah, this I'm sexy sorry, time. guys. I'm sorry we didn't get to any smooching. We, you know, we did. We got a kiss on the cheek. We yeah, got whatever. some fantasies that I just read out loud. Uh, I'm sorry. I was here for it. Well, you shouldn't be satisfied <laughs> by that kiss. Oh! <gasps> Kisses should never leave you satisfied. Should never leave you satisfied. Uh, all right. So you can find us on all the social media Instagram at heaving bosoms, heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com, Facebook at heaving bosoms podcast, Twitter okay. is hat heaving... oh <laughs> hat at <laughs> heaving <laughs> underscore bosoms, not hat. <laughs> Try hat though. See what happens. <laughs> Try. And then, um, do you have a lady love, Erin? I do. It's kind of dumb. I'm do a it. dumb
1: lady love. While I was on plane number three this week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had the unfortunate uh, happenstance to sit next to a snore. Um, hmm. He was he was all snore. He was one hundred percent snore, top to bottom. That's all he was. <laughs> and so I was like, shit, I've got to find a playlist that. I can't read and listen to words at the same time. I don't know if anyone else has this problem. But like I have Mm. to have like an instrumental thing and it has to be instruments tools that I don't recognize or my brain goes along with the music instead of going along. And so I found this delightful Spotify playlist called Reading Jane Austen at Downton Abbey. (gasps) Yes, please. Just an outstanding reading playlist. And it's got like 200 songs in it and you won't repeat them very much. I mean, sometimes you recognize a tune like the Downton Abbey theme song is in there, so that'll take you out of it every once in a while. But otherwise, yeah. that is just a delightful reading playlist if you need That doesn't a sound backdrop. like a dumb lady love at all. Well, that not sounds not amazing. Lady lo- you know, it's not like a love yourself. It's kind of just like a here's a here's a hot tip.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. That's what it all is. All right. Uh cool. Mine is um Punch some holes in your face if you wanted them for 12 years. (laughs) Wait.
1: No. Do it professionally. Get somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. From somebody
1: who tried to pierce her belly button just on her own. Don't do that. Everybody did it. That is
0: a terrible. I did not. I never was that
1: dumb. No, I just meant like everybody in high school did it. My high school. Everybody did it. That's insane.
0: That's insane. That's insane. No. Well, it didn't work. Got Obviously. real infected.
1: It was gross.
0: <laughs> Obviously, don't do that. So I only said it like that because you know it's not do that specific thing. It's it's like your eyebrows almost. If you want, if you've wanted something done, your eyebrows that look amazing. That really if you've wanted something done for forever, just go do it. Like I spent a lot of time with people telling me no, I shouldn't do this thing for all the reasons, mostly speech, and then. I thought to myself, well, I'm over the age where you randomly get facial piercings. Like, don't do that now. You're 30. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck that and fuck everyone. Mm -hmm. I want these things. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. I'm really happy about it. So punch some holes in your face if (laughs) that's what you wanted for 12 years. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: my lady love. Hey, I also wanted to throw something out there that I saw on a podcast something something that was like the difference between Facebook pages and Facebook groups. If you have a yeah. podcast. And it was like a discussion of like, should you have a page and a group or like just a group and a page? And I was like, oh well, maybe we need a group. The, the group would be like for the listeners if they wanted to like get together and, and be and friends chat. with each other and chat about stuff. So... I just, so I would make a group, but then I'm like, is no, is no one going to join it? And then it's like a sad group that i like, <laughs> hey guys, be our friends. And then like, everybody's like, no. So I don't want to do So, hey guys, if you would like a group, let us know. And then I'll make one. But I'm not going to make one yeah. if no one wants it. Because that'll
0: be sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right. Yeah, I was thinking that, too, just because, you know, they have so many cool things to say and we get awesome emails and I think it would be cool for them to talk to each other.
1: Yeah. So, like, the page can be, like, where we post for, like, new episodes and stuff. But the group could be where you guys
0: do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, like, chime in and chat as yeah. much as we have the bandwidth for. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And eventually maybe we'll get some trolls that we can, like, delete stuff. Ooh, yeah. trolls. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. I mean, not that trolls are good, but that oh. would mean, like, we really
0: made it, I think. Bah! <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I... Keep being a badass. No, I don't know. And love yourself as much as you love covert geriatric lady cults. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: I feel like we really showed our hand with that one. I feel like we maybe lost a listener there. I was like, you know what? (laughs) They seem like they're sociopaths, it turns out. A
0: little bit. A little bit. (laughs) All
1: right.
0: All right. Excellent. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want we're real real deep into the list though so it might be a while ah lilas okay back to the show